music for the Cinema Geekly podcast is brought to you by freemusicarchive.org. The Free Music Archive is an interactive library of high-quality legal audio downloads. The Free Music Archive is directed by WFMU, the most renowned freeform radio station in America. Inspired by Creative Commons and the open-source software movement, the FMA provides a legal and technological framework for curators, artists, and listeners to harness the potential of music sharing. Specific music for the Cinema Geekly podcast is brought to you by BuskerDroid. Visit them on the internet at buskerdroid.com or at freemusicarchive.org slash music slash buskerdroid. It's time for the Cinema Geekly Podcast, episode 17. My name is Anthony Lewis. I'm Aaron De La Osa. Thanks for checking us out on the brand new cinemageekly.com. Uh, we're also on iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, where we now once more continue to have more fans on Google+, than Facebook. And I'm telling you right now, I, I have quite a few friends on Facebook, like in the hundreds, somewhere in there. Um, on Google Plus, I have I have less personal friends on Google Plus than the Cinema Geekly page does. The Cinema Geekly page has more circles than than my personal Google Plus account. It may have something to do with the fact that I never use it, and I don't know anyone who does use it. But uh, there are far more people uh, circling us on Google Plus. So, <laughs> um, yeah, man, uh, how are you? Uh, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good about yourself. I'm uh, surviving. Um, it, it took a while. We we missed a week or so in there somewhere. I was getting the new website online and uh, a bunch of other work on the side. Unfortunately, I don't get paid for doing this, so I kind of ended up taking a back seat for the, the stuff I do get paid for. Uh, but hey, man, we're back to talk awesome, right. awesome, awesome. Uh, well, we'll... It's not so awesome news about this Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, but we will get to it in a minute. I thought you were uh, going to talk about Prometheus. I'm like, yeah, that looks awesome. Um, we well, here is uh, some news from the from the box office. We didn't get to predict any of this, but the the last time we were here, we did predict John Carter, uh, the two of us, and Joe was the only one smart enough to say the Lorax, and he was right yeah. for that week. Um, they were dethroned, however, by Twenty One Jump Street. That uh, debuted to 36.3 million. Lorax fell to number two with 22.8. John Carter uh, in third at 13.6. Uh, Project X was in fourth at four million, and Active Valor still holding on in the uh, the top five with uh, 3.7 million. By the way, that Eddie Murphy movie, A Thousand Words, <laughs> that was uh, number six, 3.6 million, and uh, since it is opened. It is garnered, when we last looked, it did not have a lot of reviews, but now it's up to 48 reviews, still at 0%. Oh, that is beautiful. Still. Uh, it's it's holding on, ladies it's and gentlemen. Hard to that one sat on the shelf for a few years. I'm, <laughs> I'm waiting for uh, maybe Armin White to come in and give it a positive review, <laughs> uh, something along those lines. Um, we're going to talk about stuff that's going to be opening a little bit later on. We can... Uh, the, the first thing we probably should mention this because this news is a, a couple of days old, but there's been a lot of stuff to come out 
since this. <laughs> Michael Bay angered Ninja Turtle fans. Oh, and then and, and creators, voice talent. I mean, oh my god. He's told them to chill. Um uh, last month Paramount announced that um the the guy who directed uh, Battle LA and the uh, the forthcoming Wrath of the Titans movie, I think his name is uh Jonathan Leavesman. Mm-hmm. He's going to be directing this new Turtles film, which I I heard about for uh, a while ago, but then I I didn't hear anything about it for a long time. And uh, as often happens with movies, they get announced a long, long time uh, before production ever gets started. And then people tend to forget that they were making them. Um, This is what uh, Michael Bay is involved in this, I'm guessing, in a producerial role, I'd have to presume. Um, His original statement uh, in an interview with THR, he said, when you see this movie, kids are going to believe that one day these turtles actually do exist. When we are done with this movie, the turtles are from an alien race Mm. and they are going to be tough, edgy, funny and completely lovable because yes, there's nothing more lovable than tough and edgy. It's totally lovable. You just want to curl up with them. Lord. I don't even know what he's saying. He's like, ah, just say buzzwords. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so anyway, any, anybody who grew up with the original show or the comics or anything like that knows that the turtles were mutated by ooze, which may or may not have been from an alien source, depending on what episodes you've, watched or comic books or the movie or movies um causing them to grow to human size um so yeah i either he doesn't know what he's talking about here or it'll be weird to have a movie called teenage mutant ninja turtles if they aren't mutants and just alien teenage alien ninja turtles oh no he 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 already has a fix for that the movie's just going to be called ninja turtles oh okay so Makes that way he, he cuts everything he doesn't like right out. And they won't be teenagers as well. They'll be in their 40s. Yeah, absolutely. There's nothing teenage or mutant about them. They're just ninja. Maybe ninja you can just call them. from an alien planet. <laughs> It'll be Ninja Turtles subtitle from an alien planet. Oh, my God. It's horrible. Um, well, anyway, there was uh, first and foremost, there was some uproar, right? That And Michael Bay heard this uproar. <laughs> he said, fans need to take a breath and chill. They have not even read the script. Our team is working closely with one of the original creators of Ninja Turtles to help expand and give more uh, a more complex backstory. Relax, yeah. we are okay. including everything that made you become fans in the first place. Apparently, the only team. one who uh, you know who wants to buy a new house. The other guy must have kept his fuck must have kept his fuck you money because <laughs> he's dead against it. the The voice talent from the movie, uh, the guy who did Michelangelo, what's his name, uh, Robbie Rist. Mm-hmm. He uh, he has said Michael Bay is sodomizing. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles legacy. I see. That's his exact word is sodomize. I mean, so yeah, he's not too happy about it. I don't think, and I'm not entirely sure if he'll be asked to voice Michelangelo in the reboot now. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's uh, it's up in the air, perhaps. Perhaps <laughs> yeah. up in the air. Um, well, the guy, the guy who voiced Leonardo is all in favor for it. So apparently, he's already politicking for uh, for a role in the movie of some sort. Ah, yes. Give me work, sir. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily blame him. Maybe he's just like, I don't give a shit about the movie. Give me that big, you know, big ass movie check. Right. I think that well, might be that's, okay. So you know, they're an alien race. You know, whatever. It it, it sucks, but you know, it, it, the guy could do a lot worse. But what about you know, what about Splinter the Rat? Well, how's he coming? Is he just going to be? Oh, also an alien, clearly. Oh, 
like from the turtle planet, or is he from a neighboring rat planet? He just hitches a ride. To yeah, Earth? yeah. Well, I mean, he is a rat, so perhaps stowaway. Stowing away, yeah. Oh, ah, there cargo, we go. In the cargo bay. <laughs> um, well, uh, um, Collider, I guess, had uh, an interview with um, the director, right? Um, Libsen, Libsen. Or, or Liebsman, my bad. And um, so here's some of the questions. They said, uh, do you have anything you would like to say to the fans on the heels of Michael Bay's announcement? Fuck uh, you. <laughs> uh, no, he says he thinks the fans are going to be happy. He says, Kevin Eastman, who is one of the co-creators, and I have been stuck in a room for weeks with the writers, and that's how uh, we're doing it, with the co-creator. Um, anything is always going to, uh, to tie back into mythology. I think the fans are going to be really excited when they see what's going on, because I am also a fan of TMNT, uh, and I'm super excited about this stuff. And he says, well, uh, Collider then asks, how, do you get rid of words like cowabunga? Uh, how do you incorporate <laughs> that past character identity with a new movie? He says, oh, you, you'll see, you will see. Uh, I cannot tell you anything yet. Um, there is another tidbit, though, that he says. He's, he says, uh, um, look, it's so funny. If everyone was such a diehard fan, uh, they would know that the, uh, the TCRI canisters, where the ooze comes from, he says, that is alien ooze. He's like, I'm not saying that's what Michael said is exactly what the movie's about. Uh, it's because we're sitting in a room right now figuring everything out. So, I don't know. It sounds to me like there might be some backpedaling going on. And maybe yeah, they're, that they ped- they're, they're just trying to calm fans down right now. I guarantee they're, you know, the turtles are going to go through some kind of interdimensional portal that looks similar to a toilet. They're going to get flushed down, fucking, <laughs> you know, and end up on Earth somehow. And that's, that's just going to be it. Um, and, uh, you know, Shia LaBeouf will voice Raphael or something. I mean, it's just <laughs> um, Channing Tatum's gonna do another one. It's it's just gonna go to pure hell. Low key will voice Shredder. Oh God, that would be awesome. <laughs> um, I look, I would be okay if they uh if they knocked everything down to alien ooze. I'd be okay with that. I I can I can live right. totally fine. Yeah. The rest of it. Um, but you know, otherwise, I don't know. Um, well, I, I think you know they've already, they're already kind of saying that uh, the villain of the movie will be Krang. He was the uh, the Quato looking brain. Yes, like, from the, the Modoc, uh, you know, Arnim Zoller kind of ripoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's supposed to be the villain. And since he was an alien interdimensional traveler, I think that's they might be tying that whole thing in uh, together that way. I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I do think Robbie Wrist is. While sodomizing, I think it isn't over the line. Uh, he does say that Michael Bay, uh, quote, the rape of our childhood memories continues. <laughs> now, <laughs> now that I think might be a tad, tad over the line. But I mean, still, I mean, I could see. Yeah, I mean, it's not like he's really. Ra- I mean, you know, it, it'd be like for me, like you know, if they were, if you know, if Captain America was an alien, you know what I mean? If they were just totally thrashing something I loved as a kid, I mean, I could see how all these fans and you know the people who, who worked on it, you know, twenty years ago are so, pissed off about it. But man, that is raping our childhood memories. That is. Yeah, I mean, it's not really, you know, your memory, <laughs> your memories are still clearly there. Uh, they're not, they're not gone. They're just, you know, I, you I think, think I, I, I would be more upset that they're trying to replace it with crap. Um, I, I'm totally fine <laughs> if they're trying to replace it. And the thing that they're trying to replace it with is actually decent. Right. Uh, you know, I, I don't have a problem with that. I'm still probably always going to prefer the thing that I preferred when I was a kid. But I think it's always worse when you're like, well, here, we're going to remake it and 
take a look. And yeah. it's and it's bullshit. I have another example of this. Um, I didn't even know this was happening until I saw this article. Um, Stephen Moffat, of course, is uh, one of the brilliant minds behind Doctor Who and, uh, mm-hmm. and Sherlock as well. He's mad. And he's mad. I didn't even know they were doing this. Um, but there's going to be a U.S. version of Sherlock. I didn't even know. Oh, God. I, yeah, it's horrible. The cast, I, I, I meant to talk about this. It is fucking god-awful looking so far. Okay, so hold on. Here we go. Um, I, I, guess, <laughs> I guess Stephen Moffat was approached to, to do this show for the United States and, and turned it down. Right. Um, and I, I guess he just said he's annoyed about the plans to, to keep pushing it forward. Now, clearly... The whoever's doing this, CBS, I think it is, yep, is CBS. clearly within their rights to do it if they want to. But um, his here, here's the thing: they have a, apparently Johnny Lee Miller. I I've never heard of this guy before, but I guess he's a an English actor. He was uh, most recently he was in I think the sixth season as Dexter. He was uh, one of the lead villains on that one, the one that had uh, the season that had Julia Stiles on it. He was in the movie Hacker. He was the head. The head hacker who got arrested right. in that Zero Cool or whatever the fuck his name was. Um, I mean, so he, 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 if you've watched a ton of TV, you might recognize the guy. But I mean, yeah, it, he's a it, he's an English actor who'd be playing Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, and in a in a hey, you know, it would be cool to totally oh, just yeah, don't even go say. weird on oh, the oh. casting for Doctor John Watson. <laughs> it's going to be played by Lucy Liu. Yeah, but Joan Watson. Charlie's Angels, of course. Well, Joan Watson, of course, she can't be. Uh, she can't be the the manly Doctor Watson. She has to yeah, this is sport. just. Um, I I say Charlie's Angel, but she was in uh she, <laughs> she was in Kill Bill, but she did have a huge role in, in in Kill Bill. But she was great in Kill Bill. Um, but I, I just uh, the, uh, apparently they're going to do a very similar. Um, style of you know set in modern times, but I I'm hearing that they they want to do it in like New York. Yeah, it's in New York. Basically, uh, Sherlock is a a former Scotland Scotland Yard consultant who ends up in a in a in a rehab center in New York City. Mm-hmm. And Doctor Joan Watson uh, is a a Brooklyn surgeon who lost her license after she uh, she killed somebody while consulting for the NYPD. It's just Wow, my, my, a, my eyes twitch just from talking about it right now. Holy shit! A, I, I don't. I I like the uh, I like the Sherlock modern Sherlock Holmes and and rehab thing. I don't know. I mean, it might work, but it sounds like it's not going to work. Oh no way! <laughs> uh, it just sounds so weird. Um, and and why he's annoyed? Um, his main reason why he's annoyed, I think, is that uh, um. You know, it's like they they're gonna go and do their version. He's like, so what if it's terrible? What if it's awful? He's like, then it degrades the entire brand. You know, um, when uh, they do uh, Sherlock, and uh, people find out, oh, well, this is a this is a remake, or they're they're doing a United States version of this UK show, and if the American version blows, it's possible that could you know like blow back onto the UK version and. That could steer people away from checking that show out or buying the seasons of that show, which is an awesome show. 
Oh, great. Yeah, absolutely. Tremendous. I, mean, I, I, th- I think the opposite will happen is like, you know, this show will suck so much ass. They'll just go and check out the British one just on a whim because it's on Netflix. I mean, you know, why not? And they'll see that it's just far superior. And it's going to be uh, obviously American TV, so it's going to be a different format, probably an hour show um, every week. But, you know, our show in the United States is 44 minutes. Uh, right. Where the Sherlock episodes are a straight hour and a half each episode, so um, that's like without commercial breaks in them and shit. That's a one hour thirty minutes for pretty much every every single episode. They're like self-contained movies. It's more of a, a weird mini series sort of than it is a, a traditional television series with a normal length episodes. I, I really dig it. It's totally engaging. Awesome as hell. Uh, yeah. All all six uh, mini movies slash episodes have been fantastic, and looking forward to more. So, mm-hmm. um, but man, that is uh, I, I'd be miffed too. I I was more startled to hear that they're doing this. I guess I really shouldn't be shouldn't be surprised because every every major BBC show, with I guess with the exception of Doctor Who, or did they try to do an American version? There's no way that would work. I mean, it, it for. There's absolutely no way. I mean, just them bringing Torchwood over on stars. I mean, they made Torchwood like it was still pretty much Torchwood with all the weird alien shit and you know and the and the you know the 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 open homosexuality and all that. I mean, you know, in British TV that you know that's just like that, you know. But American TV goers are not ready for that shit. And all the Americans who love the British Doctor Who, there's no way an American Doctor Who would work. Absolutely not. It's it's far too kooky. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, yeah, but I mean, largely other than that, every other hit show has been Americanized to some form. Uh, I think the latest being what that supernatural show is a supernatural, not supernatural. Um, Oh, being human, being human. That's what I was going for. Um, you know, so I guess this is really no surprise, but still a little disappointing, I guess. Um, did you see that, uh, new Prometheus trailer? I did. The full-length trailer? Oh, my God, it's so good. Yeah, I know we were hearing uh, a while ago that some, I guess, some remnants of the script or maybe even some full versions of the script or whatever were leaked out and people were saying it didn't it didn't read like it was going to be very good, but uh, the trailers so far have been pretty, pretty astounding. Absolutely. Um, just the... You know, I don't, I don't know what it is for me, but there's like a trigger. Even though this movie is clearly loaded with modern, uh, lots of modern CG, there's like a trigger for me, and I'm not sure what it is. I think it might be the uh, the the black guy captain with his like old trucker's hat on, piloting a an advanced spaceship. Something about oh, that, it, like it just, tri- Elba. it just yeah, it just triggers yeah. this like you know this old old movie feeling for some reason. It feels like the old alien movie sort of in that that regard. Um, It looks pretty darn spectacular. And also, and how is it not an alien prequel? I think it is. Um, I think they've kind of come out of the closet a little bit and, and said, (laughs) I hope so. Holy shit. I think they've kind of come out of the closet and said it is. Yeah. Cause the, um, um, that jockey fellow that we've been talking about on and off about uh, Prometheus or in the Prometheus uh, teaser trailer that we saw. Oh, right. Um, I think it's, 
fairly hinted at that the things that we see walking around like that's that's them mm-hmm. um and that i mean once you got to the um you know i mean you see like face huggers and stuff and it's it's clearly you know the like when they uh near the end when that girl gets into that um the uh i don't even know what i don't even know what you would call it like the uh like the hibernation pot or whatever. I mean, that looked almost exactly like straight out of the the first Alien movie. And yeah, absolutely. I think I think at this point it's pretty clear. I think maybe they wanted to uh, to not say that's what it is. And when I, I saw some interviews with with uh, Damon Lindelof, who wrote most of the movie, uh, he he was you know he was saying that they they just wanted to put the make the movie and put the movie out there, but they didn't. Uh, I guess Ridley Scott didn't want to like take everybody by the hand and just walk them <laughs> down the here's here's our alien prequel movie. They just wanted to you know they didn't want to say it's an alien prequel movie. Uh, people who watched the alien movies beforehand will clearly realize that that's what it is, and people who have never seen the alien movies before in their life will um, just see it you know the way that they see it, but it won't be. Uh, um, you know, there will be people who will get things in it, and there are people who won't, but they won't be lost, if that makes any sense. Right. Uh, they'll be able to enjoy it as a standalone film. So uh, they they did the same thing with the Star Trek movie. It was very yeah. much standalone, but tons of things in there for nerdy people to latch on to. So. Now, uh, from the trailer and from what I've read so far, like it seems to me they're kind of they're kind of setting you up to. To think that you know, once that since these aliens aren't exactly like the xenomorphs and all that stuff we've seen so far, mm-hmm. are are they indicating that once the the early version of the facehuggers attached to humans, like from what I've seen from the trailer, it, it's looking like the like the the facehugger and you know, whatever human they infect kind of morph to come to come to be like an early stage kind of xenomorph. So they are they hinting at like you know because it's saying like you know we go back to our beginning and our future you know our Darl Tide blah, blah blah. So are they saying that the aliens are actually human? in form or like, that's kind of sure. what I'm getting from the trailer. Right. I'm not, I'm not sure, but it would definitely be a, a different way to approach things without yeah. kind of walking over old, um, you know, doing the, you know, just, Oh, and here's a scene with a whole bunch of, you know, xenomorph aliens chasing people everywhere. Um, well, no, cool. they were, yeah. I mean, I think they're kind of going about it a, a different way. I mean, they, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I gotta say that I'm I'm still kind of up in the air about what it's all gonna be about. Clearly, they they gave away a lot more of what's gonna be in the movie in the full length trailer, but they still did a pretty good job of keeping tight lipped about what exactly what exactly is happening. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know. It's got it's got my it's got my interest for sure. This is gonna be <laughs> a real fun summer for movies. So, oh, absolutely. Um, there was um. I'm already I, scheduled for a day off on May 4th. I'm seeing, <laughs> that. I'm seeing that first show, man. I tell you is what. It, is there any new news on the Avengers stuff or anything else that's kind of popped out while we were in a closed down mode? No, they uh, they just keep releasing more and more stills for it. I mean, you know, in every picture I see, like you know, it's it just gets me just more and more excited for this movie. I mean, I've uh, I've probably done the the Marvel series so far back to back twice. Uh, and I think starting in April, uh, each podcast, you know, we're going to do a little bit where I, you know, I'll, I'll take a movie and I'll hash out like Easter eggs and all that stuff, just kind of leading into the Avengers. So we'll, we'll try to get really in depth for people going into the Avengers to kind of, 
Yeah, we're gonna do a encapsulating uh, view of it. We're gonna do a multi-week feature, I think, where we're gonna just take each movie chronologically and go like one at a time and kind of build our build our way up towards that. So um, that I think that'd be like a a cool little uh, um, like a segment to do on on each show, and it would kill some time. <laughs> so uh, no, man, there's um. Um, so that, that movie, obviously there's a lot of stuff coming out in 2012. Um, Star Trek two is going to be coming out in 2013, man of steel, 2013, Iron Man three, that, that lone Ranger flick, uh, the Wolverine movie is coming out in 2013. And I guess, or I'm sorry, Ninja Turtles on Christmas of 2013. There's, um, (laughs) they, uh, gave a release date of August 2nd, 2013 for that 300 sequel. Really? The Battle of Artemisia, or what? Yeah, and and, and that it, isn't that one. Like, aren't they supposed to be focusing more on Xerxes in that one? Because I know the it guy is. who plays Xerxes in it, like he resigned. Yeah, Rodrigo Santoro. Yeah, uh, is resigned to reprise the Xerxes role, and uh, uh, Eva Green is also going to be in it. So, oh, um, love her. Um, it's uh, I'm going to be interested. Is Zack Snyder involved in it in any way, or? He... I don't know. I haven't heard too much about him being involved in that or not. No, I haven't heard anything either. I think what happened is he did a sucker punch, and now he's just <laughs> hiding somewhere until people forget about that. Right. And then uh, so, now he's doing Man of Steel. Forget about his two-hour-long music video. Yeah. Yeah, Man of Steel. Well, we'll we'll know exactly what happens if Superman uh, comes out and starts beating up people in slow motion to dubstep. <laughs> Oh God! I really wow. Well, after after the last, I just I, I don't know. It's entirely possible that could go down. I think right now Zack Snyder, according to IMDb, anyway. So we know, take this with a grain of salt. He's listed as producing uh, the 300 prequel, so that might be the extent of his involvement so far. And take that uh, with a grain of salt, of course. Absolutely. <laughs> also, uh, May 24th, 2013. No one asked for it, but they're making it anyway. The Hangover Three. Oh. So, uh, Todd Phillips returning to direct, Bradley Cooper, Ed Helms, Zach Galifianakis, all once again. Hmm. Um, I, I like here that it says in parentheses, no word on the plot just yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to guess they get drunk and can't remember the night before in some capacity. Uh, something like that happens, yeah. I, uh, You know what would be great is if uh, they're all partying and stuff, and then the screen just goes black for like ten minutes. <laughs> and it's then it goes white, and then we find out that they're all dead. Oh God, that I, I, that would be worth the uh, the admission alone. <laughs> um, that ought to teach you, man, for for doing that shit for the third time. Third time's the charm. Seriously, man, it's all over Jesus for those guys. <laughs> well, I know, uh, like uh, on some good news, there there is some more movement on the Kick-Ass Two movie front. Oh, okay, cool. I'm interested to hear. Yeah, Mark Millar uh, is now saying how how Kickass, uh, and, and along with the first run of the comic book, also uh, was about you know the kid Kickass being a super and all that. Uh, for any for any of you who haven't been reading uh, Kickass Two, the, the comic run, it, it's more focused on the supervillains, whereas you know Kickass comes as a hero and subsequently a few more heroes come out and all that. Well, it's just Kickass Two is really about a bunch of people who just see superheroes and they're like, you know what, I want to go fuck that dude up. So it's just a bunch of people who become supervillains. Uh, <laughs> Mark Millar has come out to say the sequel is going to be more like a clock. Work Orange, where it just focuses on just these really dickish villains trying to take on, uh, you know, Kick Ass and a few other uh, 
want to be superheroes. I like that. Like, like they're like sick and tired of. Yeah. Um, it's like you and like Chris Nolan or something. Right, yeah. Like I'm so sick of that guy. I'm going to become that, that anti Nolan. Yeah. Exactly. It, That's yeah, awesome. It, I, I'm really excited for that. Like just you know hearing more and more about that movie. I mean, the, the second comic run has been awesome, uh, and I know that Kickass Two is actually supposed to start filming this summer. So hopefully here in the next couple months we'll start hearing more and more about it. Uh, did you see the theatrical trailer? I didn't post it on the website um, after I watched it. Uh, did you see the theatrical trailer for Dark Shadows? I did. I, I, I'm really interested in this movie now after seeing that trailer. Okay, I I am confused and somewhat less interested, I guess. Um, I I like the story. I've, the story is a little bit different than I remember, but then I went to my mom, who is an expert on this show. Right. Um, she has watched all eight jillion episodes. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, it was on forever. Holy shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. There are... Uh, I, I wish we would have mentioned this. I, I'm going to probably strain to find the details now, but they are uh, somewhere, they are releasing the entire series in a box set. Holy God. It's like the second largest DVD box set of all time. I think there was some Australian soap opera that got all of its episodes released on DVD, and that was like the largest. But this is something like 170 discs. Yeah, it's it's like, a ridiculous amount of stuff. It's it's a massive collection, um, and and I was just like, because uh, I watched it, and it seemed like they were going for a much more comedic tone, and I was just confused because I never remember it being, you know, comedic, and I'm like, what did. Oh, it, it wasn't. I mean, you know, it, it was very much, you know, a dramatic kind of soap opera. She's like, she's like it's just, com- she was like, it's comedic when they can only afford, like, one take and somebody flubs their line or somebody makes it right. is in the background and they couldn't take it off because they didn't have enough money to do retakes and stuff. Yeah, or, or a boom mic just makes it way into the shot. I mean, shit like that. But, I mean, yeah. you know, this uh, it, it's very much like Tim Burton. Like, he's come out and said the original series is horrible. So right. I mean, he was he's making this this movie all for himself. It, it's kind of like uh, it's Dark Shadows, but with like a, a Beetlejuice kind of yeah kind of comedy feeling to it. I mean, the, from the trailer, it looks really good. But you know, original fans of the show don't go to see this movie expecting to see Johnny Depp playing you know the old Barnabas Collins because that's not it at all. It's just Johnny Depp you know playing a vampire. I mean, you know, the movie looks good, but don't don't go into it expecting to see a rehash of the with show. Some, with some not- incidental comedy due to his extreme age and due to the to the movie taking place in the 70s i want to say so right yeah it is. um yeah so i'm uh I, I don't know i'm hot and cold because you know i i was forced to watch many episodes of this program and <laughs> uh, i just have like a thing beamed into my head of it and when i thought they were re- the i i think where i was thrown off so much is hearing johnny depp talk about like how this is like the role he's always wanted to play and how he was such a huge fan of the show uh, and then to see him come in and do like a completely different thing than the show, I think kind of threw me off a little bit. Normally, when you hear people say like, you know, I, I wanted to play this character since I was a little kid, you think they'd go in there and like do the character. And then when I saw right. him not essentially doing the character, I was like, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just like, yeah, I don't know if this is good or if it's bad or. I don't know. Um, yeah. So I kind of just left it as is, but I'm glad you've offered a. Uh, some more insight insight into it. I, I'm gonna have to check out more more trailers and and see how it goes. I mean, obviously the cast is um, great. awesome. They have a great cast. So yeah, I'll, so- I'll I'll see anything that Jackie or Haley does. I, I am a total mark for that guy. Love he's, that dude. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, uh, it's Johnny Depp, Eva Green, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, 
Chloe Mortez, Jackie Earl Haley, and uh, Helena Bottom Carter. So, uh, well, and of course, Helena Bottom Carter's in it. Uh, Tim Burton's directing. So, well, yeah, and that's the thing too is like I wonder who Tim Burton's going to pop the beer boner for when they're both like sharing scenes together. Is her Depp? <laughs> um, it opens uh, May 11th, so it's going to try to offer some competition for the Avengers, which will have been out. Uh, <laughs> There's no way. I don't think it's going to top it. Huh? No fucking way. I mean, it, it, it'll take number two. Like, whatever else is out that weekend, except we take number two, but there's no fucking way it's touching the Avengers. That movie is just going to rock. Um, on the uh, Up on the website right now, we have... Um, t- uh, dive into TV a little bit here, because I haven't seen anything. Unless you've seen anything new uh, recently. I haven't seen anything. Uh, well, the Walking Dead finale. Uh, the, yes. Well, I was gonna hop. I was gonna hop into that. I, well, I was thinking more like movie wise. I haven't seen anything uh, recently. I did. No, I, I take that back. But I wasn't going to write a review for it because it was so terrible. But uh, <laughs> Jen, Jen and I watched Titanic two on Netflix. And uh, there's a sequel to that. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's uh it's amazingly bad. It's one of those mockbuster movies. Um, oh, like the like the Roger Corman uh, Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus bullshit and all that. Yeah, I would say that, except it it doesn't really seem to be mocking Titanic so much, <laughs> so much as it seems to be trying to make like a serious movie. But I'm not sure. It is a uh, written it, writ- it was written, directed, and starring Shane Van Dyke, who is in fact the grandson of Dick Van Dyke. Oh, lovely! And it uh, it takes place. It's a uh, Titanic two is a new ship in modern times, <laughs> being launched on the anniversary of Tit- the Titanic sinking to like commemorate the anniversary of it or whatever. And um, <laughs> they're they're sailing along, and lo and behold, there is a a catastrophic event thanks to global warming. Uh, an ice shelf collapses somewhere far away, and it creates like a mega tsunami. <laughs> and the uh, the joke here is that it is not the Titanic 2 that runs into an iceberg. It is the tsunami that hurls an iceberg at the ship. Oh, my God. So, yeah, like a fastball. Is that on Netflix? It's on Netflix. That's where we watched it. Oh, man, I know what I'm watching at night. Thank oh, it's, you. It's god-awful. Oh, uh, my God. The acting, sir, so bad. Is, is Jake Busey in it by any chance? Because if it is, I, I'm just going to go buy it. I don't think he's in it. Oh, damn it. But the acting, so bad that uh, Jenny and I literally more than once uh, looked at each other and almost at the same time said, so when are they all going to take their clothes off and have sex? Because it was <laughs> porn-level acting in this film. Oh, beautiful. It was gorgeous. Um, before we talk about Walking Dead, uh, Game of Thrones is going to be coming back on TV here any anytime now. A couple, I think it's a couple weeks away. Yeah, since I don't have a regular cable anymore, I might uh, have to procure that show uh, through other <laughs> through other means iTunes. as it comes out weekly. He means iTunes, ladies and gentlemen. iTunes, yeah. Does iTunes do that by the weekly? I think they might actually. Oh, gorgeous. Um, it's, well, it's yeah, it's, iTunes is what I meant. You know, yeah. I'm... Um, up on the website <laughs> right now. If you have not listened to us before, when we have wanked on and on and on about how great <laughs> Game of Thrones is. Um, if you have not listened to us now, but all of a sudden you're like, oh, I well, I'm interested now, but I don't have the cash to go buy season one on Blu-ray or, or DVD, and I really want to start watching season two, but you know, I, I've missed so much, I can't possibly start. Well, we've helped you out. We've gone out of our way to like not do. Normally, we just throw up news and reviews, but 
Um, I love this show so much that I just threw it up on the website. It's on the front page right now. You can get caught up on Game of Thrones Season 1. HBO put this up on their YouTube channel, and it is literally a 22-minute video where oh, yeah. they talk with the actors and uh, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's mostly hype for Season 2 near the end, but... I'd say like the first uh, 15, 16, 17 minutes or so is essentially going over the events of the first season of the show. Um, you can totally get caught up. And then they uh, they tease you with uh, stuff from season two. <laughs> I couldn't be more excited for this show. It's so fantastically awesome. Um, I'm, I'm pumped. I've gone out of my way, of course, to, to not buy the books right now. I'll buy the books after the after the show's over with, because I just, I don't want to get spoiled. Um, it, and it'd be so easy to get spoiled, too. You can just go to Wikipedia or something, really, and read the plots for the other books. But... Oh, I gotta know. I have to stay off, I have to stay off websites. I, I don't want to know what happens on the, I just want to watch and just be entertained. <laughs> um, so that's, uh, that's going to be coming out in a couple of, a uh, couple of weeks. So, real excited. It's only on HBO, but um, there, there are other ways that you can uh, come across <laughs> it, I'm sure. Um, oh, there's some uh, some news on the Office front. I don't know if you're a. I haven't heard. I'm a big Office fan, though. Yeah, well, it, it look it's looking like more and more. This is pretty much going to be the end of the Office uh, since uh, Rain Wilson he's leaving. Okay. Uh, for his spinoff show called The Farm. It's oh, basically just going to be awesome. Dwight just on the beat farm and you know the the bed and breakfast and all that. Like they're going to do a test episode later on in the season. Dwight and uh, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, Dwight's going to leave and do the bed and breakfast thing, but it looks like Paul Lieberstein, the guy who produces uh, Head Writer, he plays Toby on The Office. It looks, it looks like he's leaving. Wow. Uh, also, Mindy Kaling, she has a, a, a pilot coming out on Fox mm-hmm. where it's like a Bridget Jones just kind of deal. But it looks like also uh, we know David Spader is not re-signing, but now uh, Ed Helms has been cast to star opposite Mindy Kaling and her pilot. Wow. Oh, and as well, uh, Jim and Pam have not signed contracts for another season. And you can't have the office without Jim and Pam, really. I mean, they're annoying as shit at this point, anyway. I mean, you know, it. <laughs> I, I, it's really just down to to Dwight and Andy. I mean, the Jim and Pam is just it, it's too much. I mean, and what happened with the whole when he was in Florida and that chick was trying to trying to bang him, and since he got back to Florida, she's nowhere to be seen. Like, did she get murdered down in Tallahassee? And she his girlfriend. Just, yeah. I what no, happened to her? I have no idea. The last time I I saw, he went down there to get Aaron. And told her he loved her, and they got in a car together and left. No, I mean Jim with it. With oh, you mean Jim? Officers. Yeah, the chick who was trying to bang him. I mean, oh, what happened right, to her? Right. Did she not come back from Florida, or what the hell? I don't think so. Yeah, it's it, it, it's just it, it's getting really sloppy, and I I know that it's just I don't know it, it, the the end is near. Right, right. Well, to me, I think they probably should have ended it when when Steve Carell left. But yeah. I, mean, I I do like the fact that Catherine Tate is on the show now. Like she's kind of stepping in to, to join the cast. I love her from Doctor Who. I mean, mm-hmm. fabulous. Really really funny. Right. She adds a lot to the show, but it's just it's not going to be enough. Right. No, I mean, I I still I still enjoy it, but you know, you can tell when a show's kind of run its course. <laughs> right. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if they jumped the shark, but it's definitely I think Time to go. I mean, the same thing. I was going to say when they were making the uh, when I heard about the uh, the American version of Sherlock. I'm like, well, we already have that. It's called House. It's on. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but that show too is coming. This is the final season. They're ending that show. Um, so the it's, it's time. I mean, yeah, I love the show. I'd love to see it keep going, but the, it, it's time. Um, the only reason I could never think to end the show is because I couldn't think of a proper way for it to end. 
Right. Um, I always hate those shows where it ends, but it keeps on going, even though you don't see new episodes. Like Nip Tuck. Like Star Trek The Next Generation, for example. Yeah, ended, exactly. Um, but they just, you know, they still kept having missions. You, even the last movie, after the last Next Generation movie, the last <laughs> one they did, um, you know, they just fixed the ship and went back on with a replaced Riker. They just kind of went on and it was like, oh, they're, they're still out there, but I don't get to see them anymore. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, just kill everybody off. That'll make me feel better. If I, if I know, but you know, in their heart, they're still up there. That, that yes. That's a gift to you. <laughs> Um, yeah, maybe that's what they should do to make me feel better. Just kill everybody off. The 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 hospital explodes. Yeah, it, yeah. At least then you don't have to worry about you know anything weird going on. Yeah, I'm like, well, he's still out there solving medical mysteries. Right. It's never gonna be lupus. I mean, so that, that one's automatically off the table. I mean, there, how many how many one liners and and awesome quips am I gonna miss? I know all of them. That's how many I, I'm going to, I'm going to fall apart without that show. Um, no, I just, I, I'm very curious to see how they're going to, how they're going to put that show to a close. So, yeah. Um, cause honestly, I have no idea. I think clearly the best way would be to him or for, would be for him to just get back on uh, prescription pain medication and completely junky out and then fall asleep in a gutter somewhere and fade to black. Yeah. <laughs> You feel you feel worse for him than you did when the show started. Um, now I'm 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 pretty excited to see to see where they go. I've been um, very there's very few shows I end up watching from the like near the beginning because usually I end up hearing about a show like when it's in its second season or its third season when they really start building steam or something and right. then you start hearing about it you're like oh my god you really got to watch that all of this stuff happened with uh, with Walking Dead I didn't. You know, I had to get caught up on that show, Breaking Bad. I had to get caught up. Mad Men I had to get caught up. Sons of oh, Anarchy, I was late too. Yeah, yeah. Sons of Anarchy, I still have in my queue. <laughs> I haven't even started that yet. And oh my God, what are you doing to yourself? No, I know. I'm already late to the game on that as well. <laughs> give me a, give it a few, give it a month or so, and then you'll get a, a post on Facebook about how much I love Sons of Anarchy. I'm telling you, if you're a fan of Ron Perlman now, just wait till after that show. That guy is just so awesome. Oh my God. Uh, so man, he, he, he might have taken over Bruce Campbell for uh for best chin in my book. Wow. Yeah, he that's he's it. that strong. And that's uh with Jay Leno and Great Kali as uh <laughs> as a strong strong suitor for possible. And the guy who played Maniac Cop. I'm making that guy is, uh, <laughs> oof. That was making, something else. Making pro wrestling references here on Cinema Geekly, but uh, allowed to. It's on television, so we're right. Done. Um. <laughs> So, man, last time we were on here, we were talking about uh, Walking Dead right before uh, the demise of Shane. And since then, we've had the demise of Shane and the uh, the season finale. Did you catch both of those episodes? Because I sure as hell did. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Ah, oh, that show ended great. It a, yeah. Um, I had to explain to Jen the, uh, the cliffhanger. I think a lot of people aren't familiar with the comics um, or aware of what happens in the story up to a certain point. Probably didn't necessarily get the the cliffhanger at the end of the uh at the end of that episode but uh oh with the prison how how close to uh, in the in the books how closely did they do Shane's death or are they two completely different things uh pretty close Rick never stabbed him uh Shane just shot him and then he turned into a zombie later and then Rick killed him as a zombie oh okay yeah and, like and Ca- Carl saw Shane going to kill his dad and he just shot the dude and then uh after 
I think it was after they left the prison to go to the farm. They just happened to run into to Zombie Shane somewhere, if I remember correctly. Oh, okay. And they just kind of hastened all of that up real quick. for. Yeah, help- they, they wrapped it up in a nice little bow because, you know, the, the guy, uh, is it Jay Barathal? He's going to be – he's got that uh, L.A. Noir show, so I'm sure he didn't want to come back for a quick that- little zombie cameo. Now, real quick side uh, sidestep here. Is that L.A. Noir show, is that actually based from the video game? Are they doing it from that or completely as, different? As, as far as what I've read, I, I think it, it is going to be a take on the video game. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that's cool because I dig that sort of stuff. So, And I like uh, Noir and I like 20s cop stuff and or 30s. I can't remember when that takes place. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I'll, be, I'll be excited. And if he's involved in it, too, uh, he's awesome. So, yeah, that's the whole reason he's he's stuck on the show for so long because he's this that tremendous. He's a, a yeah. Great I mean, I, I heard quite a few times that's why they didn't want to get rid of him. He was just so great that they were just like, God, we just it'd be like a waste of of talent to get rid of him so soon. So they just same with the guy who plays Herschel. Yeah, you know, they just like stretched he, it out. Stuck around. Yeah. Oh, I really yeah, I really enjoy his stuff as well. Um, so that uh, <laughs> I really loved how the how the season finale began. With this uh, this chopper flying over overhead, oh yeah, essentially got this whole swarm of of zombies to just like they're like oh squirrel you know and then they all start right. <laughs> migrating and as they just happen to be walking by they're walking by at the moment when Carl shoots Shane and then the gunshot oh, squirrel and then they go off in the other direction. Uh, one of my favorite scenes actually from that whole thing was when they come up against a, a gate and because they're so stupid they don't know to oh, climb over a gate. So they yeah. just stand there until so many of them just pile on top of each other that they just the weight just breaks through. Mm-hmm. I thought that was great. Um, this episode, <laughs> there were so many people saying, please get off the farm. We, I mean, we love the show. We love everything that's happening. We're not saying these episodes blow, but it's just like there's so nothing happening on the farm. And God, did they make up for it with this episode? I'm telling you, man. It's and when they get to the prison too. I mean, there was in the comic not a lot of tranquil times in the prison. I mean, it's pretty much just mass chaos. So it's um, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, it was. They actually spent so much time on the farm with very little happening. They have like their one zombie of the week show up, and uh, you know, and then they had the. Uh, they had the episode, of course, where they found out there was a you know a bunch of Herschel's relatives and such in the barn. Um, but outside of that particular episode, it was just like the one zombie a week, it seemed like. And sometimes there were none, I think. Um, or if there was, it was you know just like one random guy or whatever. But uh, they went from like zero to 60 here. They, they did it for so long that this actually felt refreshing to see so much uh, chaos and craziness going on. The, so the group ends up being splintered. Uh, they kind of go in, and some people. In, well, I mean, they're not entirely splintered, are they? Who's uh, no. The, the, well, the only person off right now is is Andrea, but she got rescued by the the character from the comic book they introduced that a lot of people were waiting for. Uh, name her name is Michonne. Oh, okay. So spoilers. Give me some spoil spoiler <laughs> alert because we. This was the one thing that stood out to us as. Um, when it happened, we were like, that's the one thing that completely threw us out of, like, holy shit, what, what is this right now? Everything else seemed, with the exception of the zombies, of course, everything else seemed relatively, 
you know, based in reality, then all of a sudden this character that <laughs> totally seems like it's out of a comic book shows up like all cloaked and dark and shit. Oh, yeah. It's got armless zombies chained by the neck to her and shit. It clearly yep. was a, a woman, but uh, some spoilers on this, sir. I, I normally. Uh, I want to stay spoiler-free, but I was so intrigued by this that I must know more. So if you must not know more, feel free to pause or, or skip ahead. But right, Yeah, skip ahead a couple minutes here. Okay, uh, she's a character for the comic book. Uh, basically, she uh, practiced fencing as a child and all that, and then when the, when the zombie apocalypse came out, she made her way back home. Uh, and it was her boyfriend and his best friend became zombified. So she grabbed a sword and just kind of... You know, hacked their arms off and locked them in a the basement, uh, and just kind of stayed holed up in her house, trying to figure out what the hell to do. Well, after she got to eat, you know, ran through all her food in a few days or whatever. After some time, she noticed after watching the zombies outside that they didn't actually attack each other. So she got the bright idea, like, you know what? I'm just gonna bring zombies with me. That way, they won't attack me because they'll figure, like, you know, it's some sort of a, of a zombie deterrent, I guess. Right. So, so what she did is like, you know, like she already hacked all her arms off. Uh, their arms off, but she also uh, hacked off their lower jaws, so they can't bite. Correct. Gotcha. So, so now she brings along her boyfriend and his best friend uh, with no jaw or arms, uh, dragging on chains behind her. I didn't notice the missing jaw thing, but I, I was just too caught up in like, what the fuck? It was oh, essentially yeah. my uh, my uh, thing. Is <clears throat> it totally looks like a comic booky character? You mean? Uh... Yeah, she is awesome. And also what I've been reading also, there's a couple of other characters in the comic book that really tie well into the prison that they're bringing back. Uh, a guy called the governor, he's pretty much the, the head of the other big group that the the kid Randall was from and all that. And he's just a really evil guy. And Michael Rooker has confirmed that uh, that Merle is going to be coming back in season three as well. So I mean, oh, it's epic. Yeah, there's a lot of the, the prison is really just going to get fucking crazy. Um. So yeah, another another spoiler alert here. They um, also also reveal at, at this point when they talk about how they you know uh, how how could this dude have come alive? They get the the kid they found right in the in the woods that Shane was with. He was all zombified, but was never bitten. Same thing right. happened to Shane, and then he did in fact um, make the uh, the revelation to everybody that when they were in the CDC and that guy whispered something into his ear that. Um, you know, he didn't repeat to anyone else. It was the the whole thing is that it's a it's a virus that everybody has. If you get bitten, um, you. I, I wonder if it's if you get bitten, you turn into a zombie, or if they actually have to kill you. Do the zombies no. actually have to kill you, or they no. can bite you? That's all you, doing it. All you all you have to do is die. Right, dying. Well, dying is the way that you transform. So if no, if a zombie just like bites you, like on your arm. Do you zombify, or do you, or the zombies actually have to kill you, like in their attack, in order for you? I, I, I think, like, well, from all the indications of what we've seen on the show, is that you know, yeah, you do. Because they usually don't just bite you; they tend to tear you. They, they tend to just go after you. Yeah, I don't think in the in the show yet they've had anyone just get bitten on the arm. It right. seems that everyone who's been attacked, it's been like a, it's been a, a fatal wound. Like you're dead, yeah. Yeah, and they always end up dying. Well, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's true so far in the show. That that's how they've done it. So I mean, I don't know if they'll address that later or not, but I, I think the way it goes is that you have to die. Right. So their car, their car breaks down. Um, one of the cars anyway in their caravan, and they have to huddle huddle down somewhere for the night. 
and uh, the final shot, they uh, the final shot of the, the second season is the camera panning up from where they are over some over some uh, wooded area and, and stuff like that to reveal this huge ass prison off in the background, and uh, that's where I'm guessing the majority of the third season is probably going to take place at. Correct? Yeah, I, I know in the comic book uh, after the prison they made their way back to the farm for a couple of issues because I think they just wanted to to hole up after they had to. After they left the right. prison, I don't want to. I don't want to start getting into it too much. Well, they leave the prison. Well, right. Of course, of course they will. Um, here's the thing that's been driving me insane. I I don't even know if there's maybe there isn't an answer. To, have they have they finished the Walking Dead series or is it still an ongoing series in the book? Oh no, it's still going. Okay, so have ha, has there been any sort of resolution to the uh, the guy and uh, the kid that we meet in like the first episode? Oh, uh, leave them and then never hear or see them again, at least on the TV show. I, I, I'd have to go back and, and reread. I, I think they were involved pretty heavily uh, in the comic book uh, for the, the first for the first run. I, I don't know why they were left off the show. So, well, right, because that's like a I mean, that's like a huge cliffhanger that I've been like, um, it seems almost like every episode I'm waiting to hear something about this. He uh, he's rescued by this guy. Uh, and, and his kid, who are held, Dwayne and Dwayne and Morgan. Yeah, they're held up in his old house, right? Uh, they're in his neighborhood. Or in his neighborhood, right? Right. Yeah. And um, you know, he's like, "Well, I'm I'm going on to the to the larger city." He's like, "I'm, but we're gonna have radios, and I'm gonna let you know like what's safe. You can follow me, and blah 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 blah." Um, and he ends up losing the radio or the radio gets left somewhere where he can't retrieve it or something like that. So we can never tell him that the city's infested and we never hear or see from these people again. And I'm just like, what's, what, what happened to that guy and his kid? Uh, right. so yeah, I yeah. think he was actually in the first, he was in the first like 80 some odd issues. Like I, I, I think it, a, a few months after, uh, he and Rick lose each other. They just kind of find each other again. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the guy makes his way back into the show. I think they kind of season three ish. Yeah. That's like a big thing to kind of just leave by the wayside. And I figure they wouldn't be that careless about it. Um, let's talk about, uh, upcoming Blu-ray releases for March the 27th. There is a lot of interesting stuff here, including, uh, (laughs) my new favorite title for a movie. It's a 1975 film coming out on Blu-ray for the first time. It's called Strip Nude for Your Killer. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's uh, the Amazon editorial review says uh, it's an obscure, exceedingly trashy, (laughs) and entirely watchable 70s uh, flick, which he said the title delivers exactly uh, what it implies. Uh, Generous doses of sex, utterly gratuitous nudity, and an abundance of scenes with explicit violence. He's like, if that's your thing, grab popcorn. Um, So awesome. I've never heard of this movie before, but... This movie can't be be American, right? uh, No, it's, uh, I believe it's French, perhaps, or Italian. I think it's Italian. Um, Definitely not an American Uh, film. Sounds amazing. yep. Yep, it is French. Oh, there we go. Sounds amazing. Um, South Park. Absolutely. South Park, the complete 15th season is on Blu-ray. Uh, a Night to Remember, Criterion Collection Blu-ray. In the Land of Blood and Honey, 
two versions of Extremely Loud and, inc- and Incredibly Close. There's the uh, the one with the special features and, of course, the movie-only version. <laughs> uh, Dragon Heart is coming out on Blu-ray. I'm oh, sure wow. Rem- I'm sure you're remembering back to the uh, some jokes made about Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close. Oh, yeah. Uh, a Dangerous Method is coming out on Blu-ray. Corman's World, Exploits of a Hollywood Rebel. And uh, speaking of Roger Corman, Roger Corman's Camel Spiders is coming out on Blu-ray. In <laughs> um, a very, hey, this is timely. Uh, the Bodyguard is coming out on Blu-ray. Oh, wow, what a shock. Very timely. Um, and, of course, the big release, if you have a small child, is Elvin and the Chipmunks Chipwrecked on Blu-ray. I'm sure we'll be picking that up any day now. So. Was that Chipwrecked? Chipwrecked, sir, yes. Oh, wow. On a, on a boat, and uh, they end up on a desert island. I will only be happy if they do a Chipmunks version of... Uh, Castaway. I'm, I'm, well, no, I was going to say I'm on a boat by the Lone right. Island. <laughs> Uh, I will be happy if they do that, but I doubt it. Maybe a chipmunk Lord of the Flies, where they just start going apeshit on each other. <laughs> um, so opening in theaters, sir. Um, there's really only one major release opening, and it's of course the Hunger Games. I don't know anything about this film except that a lot of people are excited to see it. And it uh, with a uh, with about 209 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, it's 87%. So critics wow. love it as well. Uh, they say it's uh, thrilling and superbly acted, and that the film captures the dramatic violence, raw emotion, and ambitious scope of its source novel. A lot of people call this a new Twilight, and if that's the case, then uh, this couldn't be like more of a 180 from Twilight because this film has gotten a lot of reviews and they're positive. Yeah, I, I'm going to jump to this movie's defense real quick about the whole Twilight thing. The only reason it's being related to Twilight at all is because it, it's around teenagers. Like, the, the you know, the, the, the people just happen to oh, the, I, book, I the book station is just teenagers. I mean, there's nothing, there's no horse shit, you know. Uh, so when Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comes out, that will be called Twilight. <laughs> right. I mean, yes, they're turtles. <clears throat> right. Yes, it's, but they're teenagers. So yeah. uh, this is the new Twilight. Uh, here's another difference I've noticed. The cast is great. Oh my, yeah, great actors actually. Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence, Joss Hutcherson, uh, Liam Hemsworth, Woody Harrelson, uh, Elizabeth Banks, uh, Donald Sutherland, Stanley Tucci's in it. Uh, uh, Lenny Kravitz is in this film, so uh, yeah. I didn't know Lenny Kravitz did a lot of acting, but apparently he does some. So. I'm excited to see this. No, 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 I've heard it's. I've I've heard it's really good. Um, I'm gonna sound so dated right now. Uh, I, by dated, of course, I mean completely up to date and into everything that all the other kids are into right now. <laughs> this sounds like a very teenagey version of like you know like Running Man, except it's yeah, not. Yeah, a- pretty much. Yeah, it, it's a kid. Two kids, twelve to eighteen, from each zone have to go like uh you know like Thunderdome kind of deal. They have to murder each other and like if they win then their zone gets like more money for food or something shit like that. You know, hence the na- name Hunger Games. I see. Um and this is not just this is a multiple series of books, correct? It's not just the one book. There's like Right. Yeah, and I know so far Jennifer Lawrence has said she signed on for a total of 3 films, so Okay. Probably more to follow. Well, there you go. Um also um, we can't talk about what's opening next week other than Hunger Games because we already 
mention that it's like the only major movie. But next week there's going to be uh, uh, the Wrath of the Titans flick and uh, the first of two Snow White themed films, Mirror Mirror, which um, of the two, this basically reminds me of uh, was it last year that they did the very uh, very similar Friends with Benefits type movie? There was Friends <laughs> with Benefits, and then there was. Um, the other one I can't remember the name of. No strings attached. No strings attached. Yeah, one Both was, can eat shit. Actually, one was ter- one was terrible and one was actually not bad. The 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 one with Mila Kunis and Justin Timberlake was actually pretty pretty good. It wasn't that bad. Um, right. However, it clearly seems like we're going down this road again. And I can't believe I'm going to say this, but the movie with Kristen Stewart looks like it's going to be the much better movie. Uh, we have Mirror Mirror, and that I'm going to attribute that to. Surely, uh, co-starring Chris Hemsworth in a, a Thor non-Thor role. Yes, um, Mirror Mirror is going to be the first one of these opening, and, and Mirror Mirror is supposed to be a comedy too, though, right? It might be. Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, let's look at who's in it. Nathan Lane. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Julia Roberts is the evil queen. Uh, Army Hammer. Well, they they do have some decent casting in here. Army Hammer is is going to be in this as well as Sean Bean is going to be in it as well. Um, but the uh, the other the other film, which is um, more aptly titled, so you know what it is, is Snow White and the Huntsman. And there was another trailer for this that came out, and this movie continues to look like a much darker version of Snow White. And outside of uh, Kristen Stewart, who is in it, it's also Chris Hemsworth, as you noted. Also, Charlize Theron is the queen. Uh, Viggo Mortensen is also in it. Ian McShane, Bob Haskins, Eddie Izzard, Ray Winstone. So uh, that Nick cast Fro- automatically had sold over uh, the other one. Nick Frost is in this. Uh, apparently, uh, guys like Nick Frost and, and Ray Winstone are going to be the uh, some of the dwarves. Really? Yeah, is what I'm hearing. So, um, huh. yeah. So I'm I'm pretty excited. This seems like a more, you know. Um, I, I you don't want to say realistic version. I want to say a, a grittier version, like a it, think Lord of the Rings, think Game of Thrones, that type of of style, stylistically that kind of of movie where it's not. Think just plain old Ninja Turtles, not teenage or mutant, but just Ninja Turtles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck um, you, Michael Bay. <laughs> we're gonna be mad at this for a while. Oh my god. They came from another planet. <laughs> Uh, what is this oh. that you speak of? Right. <laughs> it's it's uh it's fucking um Neo is the Say one. Say hello to our giant rat. He's our spaceship pilot. <laughs> uh, that's <God>. awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. They have to uh they get transformed they get shifted back in time and then teenagers from the early nineties teach them how to speak and that's why they learn cowabunga and shit like that. Right, and then they get, and, and they all lived in they all live in Shia LaBeouf's loft. <laughs> I uh, happens to have a car that's a transformer. They're just gonna tie it all together in one. Totally exactly. <laughs> That'll be Transformers Four, man. Oh, beautiful! Rise of the Ninja Turtles. Jason Statham's just gonna be shirtless and oiled up somewhere punching people. Maybe he's the one who teaches them how to be ninjas. I'm telling you, man, we finally got a way for you. We finally found a way to force you to watch <laughs> Dark Knight Rises when it comes out. We're just going to give you the option of that or Michael Bay's Ninja Turtle movie. 
I, I gotta go with uh, with Batman on that one. Like, I'll watch Batman. It's like I don't agree with the the style necessarily, but right. good lord, it's a, it can't possibly be as bad as this Ninja Turtles movie is. So there's no way it can be. <laughs> um, so we're gonna be back next week. Uh, I I think it's safe to say Hunger Games is going to take the box office. Oh God, absolutely. Um, yeah, <laughs> nothing else. There's literally nothing else opening. So no. one of these other movies is gonna have to do huge, or Hunger Games is gonna have to do poorly, and I don't think it's going to do poorly. So I, I think I think it already it, it almost matched Twenty One Jump Street's take for last week on the midnight shows alone. Really? Yeah, I, I think it made like nineteen or twenty million on the midnight shows. Um, let's take a look and see real quick at, uh, what, uh, Box Office Mojo is, is saying. Maybe they, uh, maybe Box Office Mojo can help us out here. Um, Hunger Games kills with fifth best opening day ever. Mm. Uh, so they're saying of all times, um, fifth best ever. And it said it's estimated first day was 68.2 million. Holy shit. Beats the crap out of what uh, 21 Jump Street did in its first weekend. This oh is just God. the first day for Hunger Games. And it did uh, 68.2 million. Holy shit, uh, man. So it's it's uh, gearing up for a big weekend. I think it might be safe to say that Hunger Games... Yeah, ni- ni- 19.74 just at the midnight shows. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that itself came close to... Um, it made more than John Carter did last weekend in its opening midnight showing. So, well, I feel bad for the people involved in that movie, man. They said they lost Disney two hundred million dollars. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not too surprised. I think that uh, it's based off of an older comic book, and um, it doesn't. The Hunger Games obviously has a very built-in current book audience. Right. Yeah. Oh. It, it, it's a hundred-year-old novel series and update. It just. Yeah. I think a lot of people are just like, huh, who, what? Yeah, right, I think yeah. That's what it boiled down to. So, um, yeah, I feel I still want to check it out and give it a shot. It's got mixed oh, reviews, yeah. but I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna give it a shot. So, uh, Twenty One Jump Street's gotten great reviews, and I didn't <laughs> think that movie looked good at all. So, Ugh. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe they paid a lot of money for good reviews, but we'll find out. Um, Channing Tatum spends a lot of time online writing himself. Yes. Pretending to be he, Channing Tatum by himself is actually 13 film critics. Right. So, uh, <laughs> he has his own separate websites for all these things. Um, all right, man. Well, we're going to be back next week to find out if Hunger Games did, in fact, take the number one. <laughs> It'll be a big surprise. So uh, uh, apologize heavily right now for all of the Walking Dead spoilers. Um, there's so many of them in there if you haven't watched the show or plan on watching future episodes. Uh, sorry to spoil so much. Yeah, you better do yourself and go buy the, the first 101 ep- episode, or, uh, issues of the comic. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Uh, sorry, folks. <laughs> um, so we'll be back next week. Uh, until then, I'm Anthony Lewis. I'm Aaron De La Osa. And uh, we'll see you next week here on the, the new and improved CinemaGeekly.com. 